Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is Thursday night, but it's not any old Thursday night, Malcolm. It is uh, takeover night. Wow, what a yeah. shame. One of us was always going to end up uh, falling on this particular evening. Um, I made no mistake for being quite emotional. Mm. It's uh, And it's come as such a surprise where it all seemed to be so dead. All of a sudden it's sprung to life and it's almost like deal done let me ask you when is it going to be deal done do you think it's done now i mean it transferred it transferred the shares transferred at five o'clock and oh really keith downey broke the news at half past five malcolm tonight that newcastle united takeover is complete it's um, complete so wow I'll show you our very own holly blades has been uh, our roving reporter today and uh, she has been uh, out and about of course and uh she has been down to the hotel where Amanda is. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll play this little clip that Holly sent in. Yes. Mandy! Amanda! Hey! Hey! We Amanda! love you! We love you, Mandy! Amanda. Oh, yeah. Hi. Amanda, I said, well, Amanda, I said, well, Holly. Hi, Amanda. Yeah. Give us a kiss. I've seen you many times on the oh. TV. Thanks for all the wonderful support. Thank you Thanks for your commitment, much. Amanda. Oh, no, well, it was all about you guys now. It's no, all about you. you. No, it's all about you now. You know. We've met two years around Amanda, now. Just wait for us. Just wait there for us. That's great. Thank you. Amanda, Amanda will success follow this takeover? I hope it's, it's been a long time coming, but yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, obviously that's top of our agenda. Can you just give us a snapshot of some of the plans, Amanda? Well, I think we're going to, we've just arrived here. I just probably need to get myself inside, but I'm going to talk to you all about the plans and everything else. We've taken us four years to get here today. I know everybody's got a lot of t uh, questions about managers and, and players and things, but right now we just want to get inside, get there and, and do a review of the business. And we're going to let you all know the plans, but you know, we're here to invest. We're here to, we are patient. Uh, we are, you know, the um, PIF is uh, an autonomous commercially driven investment fund. It, and with Jamie Rubin, we're here to make sure that we try to become the best custodians of this club we can be. You're the best fans, greatest fans in the world. You deserve uh, Thanks, somebody. Amanda. Amanda. Thank, Thank you, Amanda. Amanda. Fantastic. Holly, thank you for sticking that on the NUFC Matters WhatsApp group. It means a hell of a lot. And I think we've heard more from Amanda Stabley uh, in that two-minute clip than we've probably heard from Mike Ashley in the last 14 years. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And 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 what she had to say, bless her, uh, I think it's music to every Newcastle supporter's ears. Absolute music. Uh, and it's... It's it's been a um, a 14-year process that has got harder and harder and more miserable for all Newcastle supporters, but they've they've stuck it out pretty well, I have to say, and uh, yeah, everybody deserves this, everybody indeed, and uh, and and the deal is done. Good. The deal heaven. is done. Yeah, the deal is I, done. I, the takeover. The takeover is complete. Uh, Steve, the doubts and concerns I've had over it, um, 
that uh, be, uh, I, I just I just wonder, um, you know, that, that the huge amount of work and effort that must have gone in because it was a long, long way from ever being agreed, just a, a, a matter of a few short months ago. So what's happened in between, and and it's and it's been done very quietly. It, it has been immense. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Can speak and not go into a a, a meltdown? Because I've been like that all day. Um, mm -hmm. and sure. I've found, I've found it odd because it's been four years of my life that I have essentially backed and supported and spoken to and met with both Amanda and me, a dad, from that moment in two thousand and seventeen when Owen Brown and Richard Green, God bless him, who's no longer with us, um, introduced me to Amanda. And I sat with her for two hours at St. James's Park and we talked about the club, about its potential, about the supporters, about the area, about the team, about what this club could be. Um, she got it. And that day that she doorstepped Lee Charney and said, I want to buy this football club. I thought we were living in a, you know, a dream world and... I expected that takeover to go through very quickly. I couldn't have foreseen what was going to happen. And I can say it now. It's done. It'll be all out in the open. But, you know, me, Steve Asty, Mitch, um, the three amigos, as as was, um, until Keith Patterson entered stage left. Um, we, we essentially were in conversation. I introduced some sensible people to Amanda and me and Dad to, to, to have us as a sounding board. And we, we have over the last four years and, you know, make no bones about it, have been in communication with the buyers. And I've tried to get that message out on this show without giving too much away. Um, yes, you've, you know, you've got to be always so careful. And I haven't wanted to jeopardise anything, but you know what? Mm. It's, been, it's been a hell of a stress and, you know, having to say things when, you know, at times it's not natural. It has been so difficult. And I gave myself this platform to get myself through COVID and help fans get through COVID. And this has been a vital, it's great. I've read the, a lot of the messages on social media and I haven't been able to respond to them. And, I, you know, there's so many of them and there's been a lot of positivity, but I didn't expect to feel like this. I, I thought I'd be euphoric and ecstatic and, you know, want to open cans like a lot of fans. But I had to ring John Woff today from the Magpie group, who's been through exactly the same. And although it was completely different circumstances, you know, he was part of the Magpie group going out to, to, to go and see shareholders and, and try and get shares off them. Um, he said to me, he says, he says, you know what, you've hit Steve. He says, you've hit the, you've hit a brick wall, which is what happened to me when we got the takeover. Mm. And he said, he says, you've been pushing against something for so long. He says, yeah. now you've got nothing to push against. And he said, you mm. don't know what to do. And he says, that's what it is. He says, it's understandable. He says, let it sink in. And he says, when you see those yellow letters, when you see it come up on Sky, that the takeover's complete, he says, you'll feel a lot different. And he is right. And I've had. I'm pleased to say that Amanda, Mia Dad, and Jamie Rubin have all been in touch with me today. They've all spoken to me today and thanked me uh, for, for everything that we've done. And I'm mm -hmm. a small cog in a huge network, and it's not me putting the money up. It's not me doing any of the things at Newcastle, but I stuck with them. I was with them, and I, I've seen a yes, lot of people, it, you know. It, seen... Steve, isn't it, isn't it um, nice, though, that uh, you, you say that you're just one of many, many cogs in the whole situation. But isn't it nice that they're contacting you so so quickly? It is, but Malcolm, it's not for anything else than I'm a fan. I stood at Wolves in the rain mm. on Saturday. I watched a demoralised Newcastle United team. Um, I was amongst a demoralised fan base. Oh. We were soaking wet. And I'm, I'm standing there going, 
God Almighty, I hope this, I hope, you know, I hope things do get better. I hope that this this glint of light with the takeover happens. And I couldn't have imagined that yeah. four days later, I'd be sitting talking to you on the night that it, it had gone sure. through. And, um, and I haven't done this for any other reason. I've, I've told the club, I don't, I, you know, I've told Amanda and me, Dad, right at the start, I'm not interested in working for Newcastle United again. I did it once. And I, I've got to be honest, I didn't enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I know this mm-hmm. is a different organisation. It's different people. Um, I've got no intention of working with the club, but I've seen a lot of people saying you should be fans liaison up. I say you should be doing this, you should be doing that. I, I love the sentiment from everybody out there. And there's 500 watching live at the moment. Um, thank you for that, but I've got no intention of doing that. My my path is a different path. I want to do something different. All I want to do is go to St James's Park with my dad and my brother and cheer the team on and go away from home with my friends and, and cheer the team on and, and have a bit of hope and hope that we can win a yeah. trophy at some stage. But all I want is the hope back, Malcolm, not too much. Sure. Trouble. Sure. Well, wasn't uh, the Wolves game uh, a perfect end to the Mike Ashley era? <laughs> 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 that It absolutely typified the way that he has treated the club, I think. Um, it's finished up with with a very, very poor, poor side. Uh, uh, and, and do you know what annoyed me most of all was that Steve Bruce afterwards came on and, and tried to convince us all how well they had played. Oh, come on. I, <laughs> you know, if, if that's what you honestly think, then um, heaven help you. Um, but uh, you know, if, if if you can't speak the truth, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, that's yeah. always the best policy when you're being interviewed. As as we know, um, we've seen that video of Amanda, and I'll probably play it at the end for those of you who missed it, just so you see it uh, live. Um, this news has been greeted uh, rather well in Saudi Arabia. That's our good friend, Al Walid, um, who has been on the show. And, of course, who you have worked with uh, on this show before. You've, you've popped up on a few shows that he's been on. And it's, uh, you know what, it's been absolutely um, brilliant to have his input. And I had a, a nice couple of messages off him uh, just saying he's delighted with uh, the outcome. And um, I'm sure we will have him as a guest potentially on tomorrow night's show. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in the grand scheme of things, it, it, it's great, isn't it, to see that it's a worldwide celebration, Malcolm. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, the one thing that Mike Ashley has done, it, it, and Newcastle, they were they were well known around the world. But Mike Ashley, I think, has he, he's he's seriously transported Newcastle around the world. Um, and uh, and of course, it it it, it dragged um, Sports Direct with it, uh, which was the burden, I suppose. Um, but Newcastle United, it is a, a very much uh, um, a, a well-known and well-supported club all around the world. And I just feel that it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger uh, with, with what's happened. And I'm so incredibly excited. I can't remember being so excited ab- about the prospects for this club as I am right now. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's... Uh, 
and it, it's all happened so quickly um, in the in the last uh, well twenty four hours, I suppose. But, International, uh, international breaks are usually boring and dull, Malcolm. But yeah. this one is. This one is. I think seventh of October will live in everyone's memory for a very, very, very long time. And I mean, I think so. I've got to ask you, um, what is what is Mike Ashley's legacy? How not to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. His his legacy is that. Um, anybody who runs a football club must understand the football club has got to come first. You can't put it second to another vehicle, which was Sports Direct. And Mike Ashley put Sports Direct before the football club. Uh, and, and the football club went down and down and down. Um, and when you think that twice under Mike Ashley, there, um, there's been relegation. Uh, and, and and I I think I can I can say honestly without fear of contradiction that that the if things had stayed as they were, then this season would have seen Newcastle relegated for a third time in Mike Ashley's reign. But the reign is over and and I'm have no doubts that uh, that what um, all of the people who will be involved now um, in the running of, of Newcastle United that their very first job is to secure a Premier League place for Newcastle United, and then they'll have an awful lot more which they want to do. I, of that, I have no doubts whatsoever. It's funny, um, you know, with, with Mike Ashley, I think a lot of people expect you to come on and go, I'm glad to see the back of him, etc. But my more measured response would be that, you know, he did it his way. It wasn't the right way. Um, you know, he came in in those opening months and, you know, everyone was delighted to see him. People were sick of Shepherd and Hall and Newcastle were on the decline. You know, we had the, you know, the arrival of Ogliarks, such as uh, Abramovich, which was going to change the face of the Premier League forever. Mike Ashley came in. We all thought we were back in a winner with a British billionaire. And um, ultimately, we didn't read the small print because it's, it's a line that I've said to you on many, many occasions that, you know, the, the, the article in United magazine, which used to be a free magazine that used to come through the post for season ticket holders, that one little paragraph where Mike Ashley said, I bought Newcastle United to promote my sports brand globally. And that mm. was it. And we, we all the warning signs were there. And, Yet those first couple of months, he was in the big market. He was buying everybody a pint. He was drinking in, uh, you know, drinking in the big market. He was, sure. you know, he was he was ultimately, you know, the fans' favourite. And, and then, he was going sitting in at away games in the middle of Newcastle supporters. He did that at Wigan, supposedly. Yeah. And then he then he although, went. Although there was a whole security team around him. Exactly, and I, and then I think, and, and I always say the thing that there was two things that changed it. First of all. He went into the Arsenal director's box at the old Highbury with a replica shirt on and live on Sky, he downed a pint of lager. Now, he was he was creating a problem at director's boxes up and down the country by wearing the replica shirt in the first place, but he didn't care. But then when he downed that pint, the media turned on him. And, you know, obviously, as, a, as somebody who was commenting on Newcastle at the time, I criticised him and others did as well. This is a disgrace. This isn't the way a club owner should go on. And then he went back into his shell. 
And then the second thing that changed mm. things for Mike Ashley at Newcastle United was the appointment of Kevin Keegan. Because appointing Kevin Keegan as manager, although it was a master stroke to start with, and I was there that night, the cup game hadn't sold well, people were sick of holidays, and essentially you had queues around the block. It was the Keegan effect. Everybody wanted to go. It was going to be the birth of the new entertainers. But that relationship soon soured when Kevin Keegan realised once again in his second spell at Newcastle that it wasn't what it said in the brochure. And he was he was having people brought in above him, Dennis Wise of all people, yeah. to, 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 to dictate how things were going to go with the, the, the transfers and the team. And we had this horrendous situation. And, and Kevin rightly rightly had a had a right to complain about that. You know, buying players off, off, off YouTube rather than going to scout them. And it was just a farce. And mm. Kevin obviously ended up in that legal battle and he won. And I think it was a £2 million payout, if I'm not mistaken. And that was the beginning of the end for Mike Ashley because as soon as you start insulting legends of the club and upsetting, upsetting the fans by doing that, you're on a hiding to nothing. And he, he never recovered from that. The Cockney Mafia banners, which, which were unfurled, the, the hatred towards him and anybody who was associated with him, it, it, it started the rot. Lambias came in and he was, a, he was an odious piece of work who, who, who riled the fans. He was a, an unfortunate, he was a Cockney, which played into that whole we don't like Cockney's myth that they created. Then Alan Pardew comes in, who fair play got us to Europe. And we had a few exciting players when, when, when Graham Carr was bringing in the French players and doing a few deals in Europe. But, but ultimately, apart from that period, the rest of it has been awful. And, um, you, know, he's, you know, he goes with my best wishes. And I hope he doesn't darken our door, uh, doorstep again. That's, that's what I would say, Malcolm. Yeah, I, I think that he'll probably uh, sit down at home tonight and say, well, I'm well read. Um, it, it, it didn't suit him other than to promote Sports Direct. That's all it was. Um, so, but they're, they're now, I feel, seriously feel that there are going to be exciting times ahead. Um, and we're going to see an awful lot of changes in, in all, all the personnel around the club, both administrative, managerial, coaching, playing, um, but also... I think we're going to see major changes in the direction of the club. Yeah, I agree. I think so. And um, I, I just look at the whole, I look at the whole infrastructure uh, that Mike Ashley had and he's, he's, he's just let it go essentially to, to wreck and ruin. And uh, you've been up to the ground many times, same as me in, in recent seasons and just watched the, the slow degeneration of somewhere where you plied your trade with a plum, bagged a load of goals in a black and white shirt, became a legend yourself. And it's dirty. It's it's a it's it's just a it's a shell. It's not a football club. And then you go to the training ground. It's it's not the worst training ground, but by the standards that Newcastle United should should be, it's it's abysmal. The training facilities well, are abysmal. Over through the last um, through the last few years, Newcastle were were downgraded. From, from level one to level three, which is the lowest, and they and and they were subject to having to stay there for some for for a number of years to upgrade all of their facilities to what the Premiership demands these days. 
Um, uh, and and I don't think even now um, it that's got anywhere near to completion. Um, uh, and uh, and and yes, you look around the ground when I'm when I'm there. I look around and it's it's scruffy. It it, it just looks scruffy to me. And 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 I'm I'm not referring to the people in it. I'm referring to the to the stadium itself. Um, and I'm sure that we're going to see everything start to be put back to rights um, uh, and a little bit of spick and span added to that. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, lot lots of people commenting, and and, and obviously that they're, they're flying through. So um, I will come to them uh, when when we've had a little bit of a chat. Uh, Terry Armstrong, he does bring up a big point here. How long before the Gallagher pigeon gets a proper burial? Uh, it's something which we've made a bit of a laugh laugh about on here, and there is a Twitter account now. Uh, the Gallagher pigeon. <laughs> is there really? Will the Gallagher pigeon get removed? That's the thing. I think he needs to have a proper center. <laughs> Um, but we did find out as well since we last spoke to you, Malcolm, that there is one in the Leasers' end. So there's the Gallagher pigeon and the Leasers' pigeon. Uh, but yes, hopefully it'll be late to rest in due course. Uh, I, I think Amanda and Dad might have slightly other pr uh, priorities along with the rest of the console. Yeah, I think the pigeons come last. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, look, I've watched, I've watched some of the media coverage. I've, I've done a few interviews for Sky and Talk Sport and <clears> TV <throat> myself today. But you know, the one thing that you know, we can't, you know, we can't escape is that, you know, Newcastle are in a fairly precarious position after the first, um, you know, the first set of games in the Premier League. We're into the international break. We're sitting second bottom. And from my perspective, you know, we aren't going to be able to bring anybody in until January. Um, so I guess the, the one big decision they have to make between now and January the 1st is who is going to be sitting in the manager's dugout, Malcolm? And well, there's that. But also, in, in circumstances like this, there is one thing that the players have got to do and they have got to seriously step up to the plate and all of them vastly improve for, for, anyone, for one of two major reasons. And that is that... There is going to be major change. Players come and go during major change. And so they're going to have to either prove that they're good enough to stay, so they've got to really step up, or they've got to seriously improve to sell themselves to, a, to uh, another club, to get the interest of other clubs. And so I'm... I'm I'm looking to see if that malaise that I feel that the club has got into, if that malaise is very quickly lifted, particularly in the dressing room. If I, if I were a player right now and, uh, um, and at Newcastle United and saw this takeover happen, I would go, wow, I'm going to get out on that pitch and boy, Am I going to look to make myself as 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 important a part of this of, of, of this new lease of life that the club has found? I want to be a part of it, um, uh, and and so everybody's got to seriously improve because what I saw last Saturday 
my word, I, oh, I, I thought it was so utterly sloppy, slapdash. Uh, uh, players weren't even looking anywhere like professional um, in in the way that they were going about things. And I I I, I sat with a with a whole host of people who are involved in the game of football at all different levels and, and saw the game played and everybody was disgusted. And, and, and they don't like showing disgust about the club they support. And so in the end, I, what I noticed was that people are just sort of taking the mickey somewhat by the comments that they were making um uh, and and i think i think it it's hurting them to be taking the mickey out of their own club rather than sort of having to really wade in with some outspoken opinion um and 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 i i really do feel this is going to be such a massive boost to the supporters to the people who work within the club, to the players in the dressing room and out on the pitch once they get there, um, that anybody who doesn't respond to this fabulous event in the history of Newcastle United really doesn't want to be here. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it, it is great. Um, lots of lots of great comments coming in. Thanks for your for your kind words. And um, yeah, I enjoyed me rant on Sky Sports. I needed that. I needed to get out. <laughs> I needed to get out and see a few things. It's unlike you to have a rant, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> We've known each other a long time. We've had a few rants together as yes. well. Yes, over the years. I'm just. I, I am sorry that Gibbo is not here. A few people asking where Gibbo is as well. Gibbo, unfortunately, because it was International Week, felt that it was going to be quite quiet and nothing would be happening. So he's taken leave um, and had a, had a, had yeah. a day off. So uh, unfortunately for him, he's missed uh, one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest days in Newcastle United's history. Uh, but I'm sure he will have lots to say uh, when we are back on next week. Uh, a good idea to give uh, the sponsors a shout out because uh, the way that my mind is today, I'll probably forget. And with over 600 watching live. It is nice uh, to be able to say thank you to Spider VPN. Uh, Google them uh, for all your internet protection. Google Spider VPN. They come up at the top of your Google search list. And I know the lads, um, I got that message late. I was heading back to do the podcast. I was sitting in Shark Bar watching all the action across the road at St. James's Park. So, Gareth and Nathan, thank you for your sponsorship, lads. Top, top blokes. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you to skipsandbins.com as well. Scott and the lads down there, telephone 0800 2545 253. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Possibly Newcastle United could use them to put the Sports Direct signs in tonight. And uh, <laughs> big, big shout out to LNG Family Funeral Directors 0191 389 7245. Uh, definitely the, the death of Mike Ashley's career. So uh, maybe uh, they could be useful as well. And a thank you to qtechshop.co.uk. John, as always, in the chat. Thanks, John, mate. Uh, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End in Newcastle and the man who runs nufcmatters.com, the website. Also, thank you to John at Jab Signature, whose launch with his boxing brand this week has gone tremendously well. Uh, Google Jab Signature, you'll be able to find it on there. 
Please subscribe to the channel. We've had over 500 new subscribers in the last seven days. Fantastic. 42,500 people watch this channel now, and that is a big, big pull. So thank you very much. Uh, your support never goes uh, taken for granted. And thank you for enjoying the content. It's the reason I continue doing it. I was going to stop it after COVID, but you asked us to carry on doing it. And if I can fit it in around filming and other stuff that I'm doing, I'll always try my best. So thank you. If you want to subscribe, hit the subscription button. Uh, hit the thumb up to like uh, the video tonight and click share to share to your social media. Drop into the comments to drop into the comments and chat to like-minded Newcastle fans or to get a question on screen, although it'll be difficult tonight. Uh, we're also available as a, a podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And uh, don't forget, we've got some fantastic events coming up, including an evening with Malcolm and Gibbo for the Food Bank, uh, November the 19th. Uh, and that is uh, at the Tyneside Irish Centre, just down from uh, the Saudis' new stadium, St. James's Park. And uh, tickets for that are newcastlelegends.com. Click on shop. You can buy your tickets there. And uh, you can also get tickets for an evening with Gavin Peacock at the end of this month. My God, these tokens are going to be so much happier. Um, 29th of October at the Irish Centre again. Tickets for that are £15. Gavin is selling his new book that night. And uh, an evening with Peter Beardsley, who has never been off the phone the last two days. <laughs> uh, been good to hear from Peter. Uh, Peter is uh, on at the 26th of November. Uh, at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Again, tickets, newcastlelegends.com. Click on shop. And please remember that Peter is back on the football pitch. Unfortunately, not as a player, uh, but he is doing a soccer school at Kingston Park, Monday the 25th to Friday the 29th of October. T uh, this is going really well, by the way, but uh, there are uh, limited places available. 10 till 4. Uh, it's £15 per day for your child or £60 for the full week. If your kid's interested in that, you're interested in getting your kid onto that, uh, pbsoccerschools at hotmail.com. That's pbsoccerschools at hotmail.com. I couldn't think of anybody better these day, this day and age to go and get coached off. Peter Beersley, one of the great legends at Newcastle United. And I have got one more last uh, one last thing to plug. Uh, Halloween's on its way. And I did write this kid's book uh, a couple of years ago with Alfie Joey. And uh, I'm going to get the orders out for this uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, the Ghost That Could Not Scare. We didn't really get a proper launch of this because of COVID. I wrote the story. Alfie Joey from Radio Newcastle did the wonderful illustrations that you see there. That's the front cover. Uh, £12 for the book. It's available on uh, my website, newcastlelegends.com. And we are donating £2 from each sale to Newcastle West End Food Bank. And I nearly forgot, we've also got the trainers, uh, which are up for grabs for the food bank. And that is uh, a pound a ticket, nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk. Uh, the winners of these will, uh, the winner of the raffle will win some Peter Beardsley signed uh, custom made trainers. So uh, good luck with that. And uh, thank you for all your messages. Well, we'll dive into the comments now. We've got half an hour and I've got a, I've got a feeling a lot of this won't be questions, Malcolm. I think a lot of this will just be people getting a bit off their chest like we've, like we've mm -hmm. done already. Um, I understand that. Um, one marquee uh, signing would make such a difference. Uh, Sierra's a mobile or someone else. He's talking about different players. Okay, let's 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 go down that avenue that Life Goals has started. You know, we know we can't sign anybody till January. Um, if this is going to be similar to the Man City takeover, where you get a marquee signing, um, what what area do you think we need it, Malcolm? I think I know the answer to this, but what area do we need it most? All areas. All areas. Okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. you'd say that. I thought uh, um, I, I, certainly, I think that 
things are seriously wrong in the back line. Um, the, the the midfield could do with some strengthening, um, but up front, up front is non-existent. When you think of what of what we witnessed in the Wolves game, um, there was nobody in the box. Newcastle United had two attempts. One um, was from Hendrick and he scored from outside the box. The other attempt at goal was the one that uh, St. Maximin really should have scored, but he hit the, uh, the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper made a save and it was cleared. And that was it. Yeah. That was it. Um, but nobody's getting in the box. St. Maximin will run in there and he'll take the ball with him, but he's not in there for whilst somebody else is on the ball. Um, uh, uh, Joe Linton just doesn't get in the box, doesn't get involved in, in the game very much, to be honest. Um, uh, and, and there's nobody else really making the effort. Good heavens, we're actually playing without forwards and... Yet uh, um, there's um, Dwight Gale sitting on the bench and he's brought on with, what, 10 minutes, 12 minutes to go, something like that. All, all too late, all too late. But, but because Newcastle have been playing for, for an hour and a quarter without a forward as such, you, you can get forward to a degree. But you can't fully get forward, and uh, and so um, once a forward does come in, everybody is in that frame of mind not to not to play it that way because there's been there's been nothing going. Um, oh, I, that's an interesting question. Will Rafa return? The answer is no, no. way. The answer, no way. The, the answer is no, and and the reason being, and I did speak to his agent today, who's a very good friend of mine, as everybody knows. Uh, Rafa's got a contract, and he's at Everton. It's come to, it's come too. And late. doing well. The takeover's come too late for him, and that that's yeah. a, that that for me is a big pity. I know some people will be disappointed. I know other people will be happy. A lot of people didn't quite like Rafa's style of play. Um, they've got a big decision to make, Malcolm. On on this, they've got a mm. big decision. Steve Bruce, for me, is not the person to. To take this forward, no, no, and I, I, I think he's made it very clear to everybody that he, he, he honestly knows that he's not the person to do so, um, and that uh, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, um, if, if he's done a little jig of joy at the takeover because uh, that will mean that he's on his way, he'll get a payoff, um, and he can go looking for another position uh, with his two coaches. Um, it, I, I, I have a feeling that before anything happens, they've got to sort out the managerial situation. That's an absolute must. Um, obviously, the, administra the administrative side of things, that there'll be a steady handover. Um, but with, with the playing side of it, the first signing has got to be the manager they want in place to create all the changes that they want to see. Um, because obviously 
they, you know, the people who will be running the club, the people who have done this deal, they are going to be wanting to target Man City and Chelsea and say, we, we want to get above them. We want to be better than them. And so it's got to be from the very beginning, the first appointment has got to be a serious challenge on Man City and Chelsea. And therefore, I, I feel that, uh, that they, they would go for a really top name. One that, uh, that I, I noticed the odds were being slashed quite seriously was Conte, the ex-manager of Chelsea. Uh, he's now, I think he's just left a club in Italy. And so he is now at this present moment available. And the, the odds have been slashed. Um, he's had some serious success wherever he's gone. Uh, would he fit? Um, would he fit into St James Park? I think, with what's going on now, they need somebody who who thinks very, very big. Conte does that. Yeah, lots of names getting thrown into the mix. Pochettino uh, says Jeff. Uh, somebody mentioned Mourinho earlier on. Uh, Willie Moyes says uh, I'd take Brendan Rodgers. Um, he's of course contracted at Leicester. Lots of uh, lots of names getting thrown at the mix. I know Gattuso was another one that was mentioned in recent times. Mourinho is the one who I think would be a. It would be he's got an emotional connection because of Sir Bobby Robson. Of course, he's often stood at St James's mm -hmm. and said he wished he could. You know, he'd love the opportunity to manage here. I mean, this is the kind of opportunity that only comes along. Um, you know, once in a lifetime with with this kind of money and this kind of investment. So potentially, you know, that nothing's out of the question. But he's sure. the key really has to be here. It's got to be the right fit um, for the club, but it's also got to be the right fit for the for the new owners. They've got to they've got to go for their man because they're the ones who have to deal with them on a day to day basis. Sure, and I, and I think that it has to be done um, so that there there is. Um, a good run-up to the transfer window, so that they all all the planning can actually be laid out and say, right, this is what we need to do. This is how much we we need to go uh, and, and achieve it. Um, and of course, then that's the list in, but then you need the list out, um, and it's uh, and the the hardest point of it all. Is the very is the position that Newcastle sit in at the moment, um, and tr and it's trying to persuade top players to come to a side that uh, uh, um, is in the lower half of the table. Um, you can say, look, there's going to be huge changes. We want you to be a part of it. We want you to be uh, um, a, 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 an originator. Of, of all that's um, going to happen here at St. James Park now. Um, uh, uh, and it's it's a difficult ask to persuade top players to, to take that chance, to take that risk. Uh, uh, but uh, you get a top, top manager in the first place and yep. players will follow. 
Yes, oh, 100%, 100%. Dream manager would be Nagelsmann or Pep, though not realistic at the moment, uh, says Benny. Mm. Uh, whoever it is, must put Joe Linton on the back burner and get oh. him one-to-one -one coaching for the rest of the season, says Nicholas from the felon. Still wouldn't be enough. Um, I, 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 I watched the fella playing and, I, and in, in all honesty, I've got to the stage where I just feel sorry for him. Yeah, he knows that the, the, the level that he's playing at is, is way above him, um, and that he'll never attain enough ability to uh, to compete at the at the level seriously. And so he, he he's looking to do his best, but he's he's just he doesn't know how how the 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 game is 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 really played at this level. Um, and so, you know, it, it's you, you can't point the finger, I suppose, at Joe Linton. What you've got to do is point the finger at the people who allowed him into the club in the first place, who, who did a, such a, a ridiculous and monstrous deal. Yeah, uh, lots of good comments coming in there. Keith says, I'm a bit disappointed you and the lads were kept out of it in the last 12 hours after all you've done. Well done, lads. We weren't kept out of it. Um, we're always in the loop, uh, to be honest. And, uh, you know, the messages and, and the conversations that I've had today with the new owners has been very, very encouraging. Um, I didn't expect anything else. That's why I've supported them for four years. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a massive positive. You, you People don't realise how good this is, and not just for the football club, but for the area. Jamie mm -hmm. yeah. Rubin and his family are already investing in the northeast. You know they've got plans. Um, you know you've also got Amanda and Mia Dad. You know I've told many people on this show before. Amanda really is is a northern lass, and she is so excited about the prospect of being able to come up here and do so much. You know it it, it, it enthuses out of her when you see her interviewed, and and of course you know that's an you know off the cuff interview outside the the hotel. Um, you know, when she sits down and does something properly, she's very good. Um, believe you me, we're in for a treat. We're in for a great ride and it's, it's going to be very, very exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Paul Patterson says, I'd love to see a few of the people that actually treated badly, like Shearer, Jonas, Hutton at the Spurs game. But above all, I want to see Kevin Keegan there. Uh, it needs to be a symbolic gesture. I understand, you know, people saying that. <laughs> Get Keegan back until the end of the season. He's not. He's got no intention of coming back as manager, yeah. Paul. And that would be a that wouldn't be the right that wouldn't be the right move. But I think the likes of Alan Shearer and Kevin Keegan and various legends like Malcolm and and, and many others, um, I think they'll have a an integral role to play within the club. And that's something which which will take time. Uh, they need to set the stall out. Um, taking over a club, you know, when the season has started is is something which is very difficult. Not their fault, of course. Um, but they will get it right, believe you me. And like all owners, I'm sure there will be there will be mistakes made as well. Uh, but we have to give these people a chance. We've got to give these people a chance to get their feet under the table, to sort out the mess that's been left behind by the previous owner. And uh, as Graham Coleman says, success is not going to happen overnight. I'll be happy for Newcastle to be about seventh or eighth for the next three to four years. Yeah, but we've got a chance to compete. That's what it's all about now. We've, we're on a we're on a level playing field with people, and that's that's great. You know, from from our perspective, that is yeah. that is really really you know good news. You know, Gary says so. Stephen Malcolm, who or where would you would would you start at, at Newcastle to start building up for the future? I mean, we touched on that before. Malcolm said 
Malcolm did say about um, bringing in, you know, strengthening the team full stop. We need we need to strengthen the team full stop. Mm. It's not just about sure. one position. Right, and, and, and get the right manager in who thinks big, who, yep. who will identify the players. He will set out a plan um, and, and a plan that will run for for not just a short period, but for maybe five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Uh, and, and what that plan has got to, to do is it's got to be an attack on Chelsea, Man City, Man United, and so on, and Liverpool, so on and so forth, um, with a further plan that says, right, and once we've done that, then we can get into Europe and we've got to then attack that. We've got to be uh, um, attacking um, the likes of Bayern Munich, uh, Paris Saint-Germain and so on and so forth. Great. Um, it, it will take time, but it's going to be a very exciting time. That's for all supporters of Newcastle United. But they can start with letting you and Gibble back in the ground and moving Craig Hope. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Kirk says, yeah, I want to yeah. see you. You see, I, with not being there, Steve, look at the mess the team have got into. Yeah, you know. it's true. It's true. Uh, um, yeah. Kirk, Kirk says he wants to see Newcastle get a 12-point lead by Christmas in three years' time and stay there. Yeah, that would be great. Mate. That would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be, it would be. Lots of lots of banter in the chat, just people putting backwards and forwards with the uh, with the messages about managers. A lot of people as well saying, well done to Keith. I did my interview live on Sky at three o'clock today and, and I did make sure that I, I name-checked Keith Patterson. And the reason being that he's not a man that seeks publicity, Malcolm. He's, uh, in fact, he's been quite a recluse over the years. But he's a businessman who put his money where his mouth was, launched a legal campaign against the Premier League. Uh, the club... Then got in touch with them and they took it. They took that legal campaign on, and I feel personally that that played a big, big part in this. Yeah. Um, the fact I have that, no doubts it did, Steve. Because I what I watched that I watched a couple of hours of the seven hours last you know last week, thirty three thousand people around the world watched that cat hearing, and mm. when you saw how ill prepared the Premier League were, I had a feeling there was going to be an ace played. And it was played, but Keith Patterson deserves all the praise he can, you know, he can get. Yes. And I think if anybody bumps into Keith tonight, make sure you buy him a pint because he deserves one. Right. And do you feel um, that um, because this is um, fairly soon after um, that court appearance, do you do you feel that that has led to this complete turnaround? By the Premier League, I think it's had its part to play. Um, we'll never know. Mm. Um, my understanding is the deal was done on Saturday and it was embargoed until Wednesday, and that is why it didn't come out until yesterday. That's what happens with these things. There was a lot of NDAs um, tied to the, uh, mm. the the announcement, which had they been breached by anybody, um, then it could have resulted in this all going south and collapsing again but everybody kept quiet and that was the key and when I spoke briefly to me and dad today he, he apologised he apologised for not being able to say anything because we've been sure. in touch for four years 
and I've been up, I've been down to London. I've been you know down to the house. I've I've you know been you know being in touch with them on a regular basis. And from my perspective, you know, not to be in the loop wasn't depressing at all because it means it's done. It it's it, you know it was as I said at the start of the program. I really, I feel like I've just been hit by a bit of a thunderbolt today. I didn't see this coming, and it's been a, it's, it's good. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy now, and the party is continuing by the sounds of St James's Park. Holly, young Holly, who does Monday night, uh, Sunday night show, she is up there with her dad, and she says it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and you know, the, you know, Newcastle is jumping tonight, and that is great to hear because yeah. it's like a big relief off everyone's. Sure. Yeah. Can I can I tell you a little story of this morning? First thing this morning, um, we had um, some stuff being moved um, uh, uh, into storage because uh, we're having some work um, done on the property, and um, and and we've known the guy for years, uh, Martin, who um, who comes and does all the, the removals for us, and uh, and he was telling me that. First thing this morning on hearing the news, he rang up to renew his season ticket. And and all he got was a message saying, you are 96th in the queue. Please hold. <laughs> so <laughs> the reaction from Newcastle supporters was immediate. Everybody wants to get back in the ground. Um, yeah. And... You know, when you think that when Mike Ashley took over, I think there was a waiting list of about 30,000. Um, and it's dwindled to nothing. Um, and, uh, and even empty seats in the ground. Um, but that, uh, that season ticket waiting list, that will build again. Um, the interest in Newcastle United will Stop be... tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we've got this photo in, uh, which is a which is a beauty. Uh, Jamie Rubin on the left, near Dad Gadusi on the right, sitting in the dressing room at St James's Park. Uh, fantastic, and it's great. Oh see, wow, great to see the lads in there, and um, well done to them. Bit of perseverance, and you know, I think for, I just think for everybody sitting watching this show, and I see that I'm seeing the comments coming in. People saying they've loved. <laughs> Love the coverage we've given, and thanks for keeping them up to date. And you know what? It's uh, it's been a pleasure in a, in a lot of ways to, to to at least be honest. And I don't, you know, some people are saying, well, at least you can say I told you so. It's not about saying I told you so. It's about you know being a man, being being a man of, of my word, and trying to help these guys out. And I do want to thank Richard Green and Owen Brown because those two guys are, are names that, that don't mean anything to anybody really. But to me, they were the people who gave me the opportunity to to go and work with Rafa Benitez for three years at the club. And Malcolm, you got a chance to meet Richard. I mean, he passed away with COVID earlier this year. Mm -hmm. um, you, yeah. met, you met Owen with me as well when we went down to see Rafa on more than one occasion. And I think we need to give a little thanks to those two guys because it was their relationship with Amanda Staveley which led Amanda Staveley to Newcastle United, um, which has subsequently led to this takeover. And those mm -hmm. two guys... Um, Owen, and, Owen and Richard deserve a, a little mention tonight. Absolutely, yes, they do, um, because they were the they were the initial cogs, weren't they, in the whole thing? And so, well done to them. Uh, without them, this all of um, all of what's happened so far and what is going to happen would never have taken place. 
Uh, every everybody that has been concerned in in any way in in the tiniest little detail deserves a massive pat on the back because it it, it was it was all all the efforts of all of those people put together that has steadily built this and and there have been some serious problems overcome for this takeover to take place when you think about it that. Uh, um, the, the the barriers that were put up by the by the Premier League, the um, the disgraceful behaviour of um, of the likes of Liverpool and Spurs in the way that they were acting ag against uh, Newcastle being taken over. Um, I, I just found that absolutely extraordinary. That uh, uh, um, and, and well, uh, perhaps now. The Premier League have learnt to act magnanimously for all 20 clubs and not be uh, overruled and, uh, and dictated to by just those few. And Nicholas has sent a private message there for you. <laughs> I'll put it on. He goes, tell Malcolm he made big Harry Donnelly who we met over the last few years, is asking after him and he's going to bring him to the Christmas party. So there you go. <laughs> That'll be lovely. Good stuff. <laughs> um, Mark says, sign Harry Kane and stick him in the reserves so he doesn't beat Shearer's record. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is yeah, he's, he's, he's looking off, isn't he, Harry Kane? He he's, is, yeah. He yeah. Is. He is, definitely. John uh, from Qtex says, how amazing is it to be able to discuss Newcastle in a positive way for once? Uh, again, we agree with your sentiments uh, yeah. 100%. And uh, Doug Hall says, uh, Can Talk Sport and Simon Jordan ever be taken seriously again? Well, he did backtrack. Um, he did backtrack, uh, but it, it's only two days ago he said this Saudi takeover was dead and, could and would never happen. He did, didn't he? Yep. Unlucky, yeah. Simon. Unlucky. Bit of egg on your face there, son. Bit of egg on well, your face. another man who knows who knows everything that's going on. Fancy a game, <laughs> Malcolm, to help out, says Graham. Oh, dear. If only. If only. Love yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, I know. Some, some great... All be on me. DJ Steve says, do you think you'll feel this good or better when you win your first Premier League title? Dear me, oh. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I still don't know how I feel today. It's really strange. It really is. Um, I'm delighted now. I, I, I was very emotional. I've been emotional quite a bit of the day. But like I've, I've said this to many people, I'm not a mental health crusader. Um, but if you if you if you're not feeling right, you need to talk to somebody. And um, I've talked yeah. to a few people today. I'm lucky. I've got the NUFC matters team, the people behind us, and, and my good mate Steve Hasty, Neil Mitchell, Keith Patterson, Liam Kennedy in particular. Who I, I let them, I let them know that I wasn't right this morning, and they you know they they got us back on track. But yeah, and then speaking to John Watt from the Magpie Group, like I said earlier, was a big help. But yeah, I think um, I just think we're we're just going to be happy that <laughs> that first game against Spurs is just going to be absolutely amazing. Winning Premier League titles, I don't even think that's in my mind yet. Um, I just need this this whole thing to settle in, and we'll all settle just as I say, no. having a team that competes and having yeah. that hope back, you know. Sure, I, I I think you're absolutely right, Steve. What what it needs initially are baby steps, and but keep the baby steps going until until everything is much stronger um, and and direction is there. 
Um, and then you can start to lengthen those steps and, and, and think big, do big, decide big. But for the moment, the most important thing is to start winning matches on, on the field of play, using the players that are there now until, un, until the window opens and, and, and you can look to improve. But give those players every chance and opportunity. It's going to be quite fascinating to see if there's any change in attitude um, against Spurs. It really yeah. is going to be very interesting, you know, because... Oh, we've lost Malcolm. Uh, internet issues. Oh, there you're back. You're back, Malcolm. Little internet issue there. You froze. Oh, right. Got back. Um, got you back. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, over the past few weeks, I've really felt that there was just a malaise um, laying on on top of the team as they as they were playing, um, and hopefully that can lift, and players can uh, uh, um, can can get back to to giving their best uh, and get the get the nonsense that we've had to witness. Um, stopped and 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 the challenge to players is prove yourself to be good enough because things are going to happen for the positive. It's up to you guys if if you can prove yourself to be good enough, then you stay. If not, you're gone. I think that's fantastic. Great place to to leave amalgam. The tune review, Paul. Uh, we'll leave you with a final comment. Uh, get, uh, get in there. We have our club back at last. Stephen Malcolm, fantastic work on everything NUFC Matters has done regarding the takeover. Paul, thank you. It's nice to see other podcasters supporting us. We've had a lot of animosity from a lot of the other podcasts and other fans groups because of our stance on the takeover. And I'm glad to say um, that it's not really me with a custard pie in the face tonight. It's, it's those people who doubted it. And, um, you know, for me... Um, the takeover is the biggest is the is the biggest two fingers up to those people who doubted it, um, and and that's that's probably the way to, to finish the show. A lot of people talk about mental health, and I, I can't skip that. Uh, Mike Stewart says, um, I think this is a wonderful thought for people uh, to hold in the middle of all this. Always spend spare a thought for those not blessed with the best mental health, mm. and um, I, I've got to agree. Um, I it hit it hit me really hard today, and and it's simply because I've been, you know, doing this for four years mm. with Amanda and Mia Dad, and it's um, it's been very hard. And it, it, it hit me today that I'm suddenly not battling anything anymore. We're trying to, we're now, we can now just support the team and, and support support what they're doing. And, and that's great news. But yeah, mental health, it is, if you're feeling it, Tom, Tom, uh, Tom's already mentioned it there. Always speak to somebody, always reach out to somebody. It's a very, very important message, Malcolm. Sure. And don't go looking for brick walls to sm smack your forehead on. No, definitely They've not. They've all gone now. You've been doing it for four years. You can relax and calm down. Yeah, 100%. Take I am please. back live tomorrow night, 5.30 till 7.30 for the official takeover party with me, Steve Hasty, Neil Mitchell, and Keith Patterson, and I'm sure we'll have a few special guests tomorrow night as well. Malcolm, it's been an absolute pleasure sharing this hour with you. 
Uh, I'm sure we'll enjoy Gibbo's company next week. He'll be cursing he's missed this one. But uh, Malcolm, we've done it. Newcastle United has new owners. Wonderful. And wow, what a future we have in store. It's going to be great. Take care, mate. Good night. Good night. Talking to myself